Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. Do you know who I found out is um, heavily into Billie Eilish a few weeks ago? No. Who? Have a guess. Have a guess. Oh, her, okay. her brother. Uh, yep. There's that. Is it music? It's my dad. Really? Oh. My dad, a 60-year-old man. Yeah. When I told him we'd started started recording season three, he's like, who's on? I was like, Billie Eilish. And he was like, I love Billie Eilish. <laughs> So, I mean, the, the route to it, I don't know if this will surprise you or not, because uh, we, we often talk about like discovering music and stuff. Um, he heard Bad Guy on that advert that I was talking about. The Curry's one? The Curry's PC World advert. Yeah. And he was like, oh, that's catchy. That I wonder what that is. your dad. And he Googled it, and then he bought all three of her CDs Great. from eBay. <laughs> Great. And a brand so new she, PC. So, so Billy Eilish <laughs> has not seen a penny from my dad, but he does. Yeah. Own, he does own all of her music, oh. and then he ripped it to like the hard drive thing that he has in his car. He sells it at and car my boot dad, sales. My dad, who's his sixty, car, his just car drives has around. the means to put in a CD and rip the contents of that CD into I, no, the hard drive of the so. car. That'd be so. hilarious. I don't know. He drives a BMW. You know, he's a you know wanker. He has a boot exactly. full of pirating equipment. In, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a 60-year-old man uh, driving around listening to Billie Eilish. And he was like, I don't know. You know uh, her music just speaks to me on an emotional level. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. Yeah, that. I think she is aimed You know, that sometimes he feels like a 14-year-old girl, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just a nice... Uh, yeah, there you go. That's very nice. That was my story. And this is the podcast. Oh, yeah, great. Uh uh, hello and welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music. We're a podcast that focuses on discographies. Uh, 
in their entirety doing deep dives on one artist at a time uh you are joining us during season three which is called should i listen a critical analysis of the history cultural impact and music of Billie eilish we're going through her entire career album by album track by track asking questions like does context matter when you're listening to music does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output and this season we're of course asking should i listen and to be clear, we're asking, should I listen to the musical artist Billie Eilish, not should I listen to this, the third season of our podcast, which is called Should I Listen, and to which you are now listening. Uh, I'm Adam Scott Glasspool. I'm joined by my co-host, Lucas Way. Duh. Surprising him because he's on his phone. Yeah. And Steve Murphy. I die a little bit every inst- every time inside when you say, <laughs> should I, I listen? Yeah, listen. Yeah. It's really it's God, already it's grating on me. I mean, this is episode three and it's really grating on me already. Um, I love it. Look, we're on our quest to answer the question, what is music? Uh, music. So, okay, yes. Yeah. What do you guys yeah, think yeah. music is? Uh, zhuzh in your pep. <laughs> I don't know what that Isn't means. that weird? That's the first thing that came to my mind for those words. Is, 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 is I don't know phrase? how my brain works. Is it a famous What's phrase? Happening? Is it anything? Neither do the, no. the, neither do the most highly decorated therapists in the land. <laughs> <laughs> decorated? Yeah. They've got their medals. Yeah, they've got their medals. <laughs> Where yeah. do you not go to a therapist and see all their medals on their lapel? It's like bloody yeah, going to war if you do bloody therapy with me. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine. sort of just building on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was good. It's sort of, yeah, sort no, of what you did, yeah, really, yeah, but like, yeah, 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 no, it's, yeah, it's not, yeah, not no. quite as successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was good. It was good. Uh, yeah. I mean, how are you guys? Are you guys very well? I actually like. I didn't even answer the question about what music is. <laughs> no, I don't need. I don't yeah, need I don't, no one, one gives a shit. Good. Uh, I'm all right. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I just. Uh, yeah, are we, I mean, I mean, we're recording this just after Christmas. But uh, Steve, it probably won't really work for the narrative. Don't ruin the... We did a Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Three weeks ago or something. <laughs> I got New uh, Year's Eve very wrong. Uh, yeah? I you forgot. You didn't realise. You missed no, the date. I, I knew. I, but I, I, went, I went to bed at you half You counted ten. backwards. No. Oh. <laughs> You're supposed to count backwards, aren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went to bed at half yeah. ten. And I was asleep. Yeah. I thought, yeah, oh, nice. I fucking nailed this. And then someone called me at quarter past twelve to say Happy New Year. And why I couldn't, sleep with you I couldn't why get back to sleep. Why don't you put your phone on to not disturb when you go to get back yeah. to sleep? <laughs> so uh, what? I missed New Year's but was still awake for the whole night. Brilliant. Unbelievable. I, uh, me and my girlfriend just spent it just, just at home. I uh, got very drunk, drunk most of the booze that I got given me to me for Christmas and um, put on the uh, Queen set at Live Aid and I strutted around for the whole set mimicking what? Freddie Mercury. <laughs> God. And she didn't film it. Good. Not everything has to be filmed, Steve. Yeah. I mean, imagine Steve. Get off get off social media. Not everything has Steve. Well we have. We've kicked him <laughs> we've kicked him off the, the social media, haven't we? Yeah, For exactly yeah. this yeah. reason. Because of yeah. my crimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you have a nice Christmas, yeah. Lucas? How, how how did the headphones go down? Oh yeah. Headphones went down. Headphones oh well, one of them actually looked at them. Blank faced, put them down and went on to the next present. Yeah, classic. <laughs> because not exciting enough as like an object, even though it's something she specifically said she wanted. Yeah, so yeah. not exciting enough for a four year old. Right. And the other one loved it and was all excited. Having said that, at the end of the day, I asked the four year old, I was like, what's your favorite present you got today? And she said, my headphones. Oh, well, that's really well, that's nice. Great. And then she said to me, 
you're the best man in the world. <laughs> did she? She did. did. Have, do you she have did. a niece? Exact words. She said, you're the best <laughs> man like in the world. <laughs> I am the greatest man. And I was literally like, you didn't appreciate my presence and you kicked off when I was taking too long to build the other present I got because I got her a massive Playmobil set and it took fucking forever to make. <laughs> And but then at the end of the day, after no love, she just announces that I'm the best man in the world. So classic, amazing old hyperbole. Classic my kid, when, when I was driving and we were looking at the Christmas lights back before Christmas, me and my son was driving him back home, and uh, he saw this big little Christian. Oh, look, look, look at that! Isn't that cool? And he goes, "It's making me lose my mind." <laughs> and that out of a tiny little brain it was so lovely. I loved it. Uh, look, what are we doing on this podcast? I'll tell you what we're bloody doing on this bloody podcast. Uh, we're going through the discography of self-proclaimed bad guy, Billie Eilish, from three different perspectives. Me, I'm very analytical and deeply into the artistic context of music. I'm also a fan of Billie Eilish. Steve is moderately thoughtful about music, has become very confused about what it is he actually likes, uh, and he's a bit of a Billie Eilish fan. Lucas, less interested in the artistic nature of music, and by his own admission at the beginning of this season... Quote, doesn't listen to very much music. Uh, he also had no notion of who or what a Billie Eilish is or was until we started this season of the podcast, until about three weeks ago. So there you go. Uh, notion eyes? Is that something? Notion eyes. Let's just let that one I mean, it's not bad, I guess. Yeah. What about right in the middle of when you were in your flow? Was that yeah? I mean, I that's, it you know, the timing wasn't great, but I think that's what makes no. it funnier. I mean, I, no, I, I, you know, I always welcome your constant and relentless t-shirt pitches. Uh, so, so that's good. Uh, last week <laughs> we explored the early days of Billie Eilish and her first music releases and her first EP. Uh, this week, and indeed next week. We'll be going track by track on her debut album proper, which is called When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Um, Quick recap. Last week, we got up to December 2018, uh, at which point the final version of her EP, Don't Smile At Me, had been released. And then in January 2019, it reached 1 billion streams, making her the youngest artist to top a billion streams on a single project. But for the beginning of this episode, we need to travel back in time. Not very far, though. Because last week we were focusing solely on uh, Don't Smile At Me, but the campaigns sort of overlap. Uh, This is very much how a lot of uh, modern uh, artist campaigns operate. There's lots of overlap with numerous singles released way in advance. Um, So, from January 2019, let's go back six months... (laughs) Sure. To just July 18th, 2018. Can you cast your mind back to July oh. 2018, the halcyon days of your youth? <laughs> what were you guys doing in the middle of 2018? July 2018, I was, mm. in, I was in Barcelona. Whoa, for the whole hey. month? Well, not for the whole month, no. For a oh. portion of July 2018, okay. I was in Barcelona. Wow, amazing, I incredible. Remember. I don't remember. It's too long ago. Uh, anyway, on July 18th, 2018... Uh, Billie Eilish released the single, You Should See Me in a Crown. And that's the first single from the album we're covering today. Uh, but when it came out, I don't think it was actually apparent that it would be from an album, necessarily. It does mark a sort of uh, 
a change in her music and a consolidation of her image, though. Um, and we spoke last week about her stylist and her ongoing deal with Chanel. And by this point uh, in in Billy's history, she's kind of landed in this place where she settles for much of the campaign of the first album. Dyed hair of various colours, uh, including obviously the most famous, Lucas, one of your very, you know, basic understandings of Billie Eilish was that she did at one point have green hair. Uh, you know, that's this sort of time. Uh, she kind of spearheaded that, that fashion a little bit with the dyed roots and, and stuff. Baggy clothes, some made by sort of independent designers and others made by Louis Vuitton and Gucci. Do you like my pronunciation of Louis Vuitton? Vuitton. No. Okay. I like Louis Vuitton. There's a hip hop influence there, I think, with like the really baggy shorts and the oversized tops and the bucket hats, and also slightly interestingly, face masks. Uh, Before the pre-pandemic yeah. face masks as uh, part of Michael, a fashion. Michael sort Jackson of thing. was doing it. Yeah, but Michael Jackson's a fucking creep. Michael Jackson did it years ago, mate. Also, yeah. you know who else did it years ago? Millions of people in Asian countries. Yeah. Uh, also, well, millions you know. of people in surgery. <laughs> yeah. Surgeons did it first. They paved the way <laughs> yeah. for Billie Eilish. Okay. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, her style, I think, is very important to the entire Billie Eilish package. It's very different to what you would normally find in a pop star, especially a uh, pop star who is also a woman. Uh, it is both an interesting and unfortunate part of the conversation because it kind of links into this whole big topic about uh, sort of sexuality in pop music. Um, I know, Lucas, you've got big thoughts on this. Sorry, do I? Really well thought out and concise, big, hot takes. What I think's <laughs> happening here is Adam is putting me on the spot. I'm not, no, I'm not. I'm just Knowing I have very little, probably have almost <laughs> nothing to say and was looking off to the left there reading the <laughs> reading the side of an orange terry's chocolate orange box which, which apparently is more interesting to you than anything i was saying uh no i've got adhd you've got to keep me you got to you know well here we go yeah i know i'm trying really got to keep me going trying my best teacher mode here um that's not why i don't need a teacher no that's the wrong you already come from the wrong direction if you're going for a teacher vibe well this is what adam said the series is going to be a series, a series of lectures a series of lectures yeah i yes. know and i so stop chewing gum and listen Right. Well, don't listen. I want your thoughts. I want your thoughts on sort of like uh, the sex and sexuality sort of landscape of pop music, really. Uh, it depends. It does depend where you're coming from with the question. Like, I think there's a lot of dark shit going on in the music industry that I don't think I have any kind of qualification to get into. Right. Yeah. Um, I think there's almost like certainly far more exploitation of young girls in the music industry that we even know about, like, or even scratch the surface of. But like, with in terms of sexuality, I imagine. Um, and I, it's important that I say I imagine, but that a lot of young people are forced to do certain things with their image to sell records that they probably don't want to do because they'll be dropped and like kicked out and blacklisted from the industry, etc. So that all of that stuff is, I I feel is probably going on a lot. I agree right? with you. I'm I'm not sure if it's even as like blatant as that. You know, no, as like, and maybe I'm completely wrong because again three white guys who aren't in the music industry talking yeah, about this yeah, stuff yeah. in the music industry. But uh, I, I think it's so ingrained in the culture that it's just an mm. expectation rather than anything yeah. that anybody's sort of cracking down on. 
but I might be wrong. But like on the flip side of it, if an artist wants to show off their sexuality and get all freaking naughty, well, this is the it. thing. Like, yeah, I mean, do, do what you want to do. Like you, do, like fuck it. Yeah, so why much not? History of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, and why shouldn't you? I, I mean, but then you've also got the argument of should should like an image like that be pushed on young girls as this how you should act i have no does, kind of does that this. then you know no matter how empowering it is does that then further proliferate the problems yeah. with that image yeah right exactly yeah. this is just questions i'm asking we don't like, have like, any answers I, for these questions yeah <laughs> like I, I always use the kind of extreme end of it of, of as wet ass pussy like literally like fucking the stage yeah. And the lyrics about like choking on dicks and stuff. Yeah. And Who that sings that song? Being, um, Megan the I Stallion. Think it's Michael Bublé. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what Adam love, said is probably the love a lounge jazz cover of White House Pussy, <laughs> to be honest. Um, like, pure smut, right? And yeah, I mean, you've fine. got. Why, you've got, why you've not? Got, you've got artists who are probably uh, to, not to dis- disparage their career. He says before he dispar- before he disses their output. Yeah, but like life, yeah. you've got you've got artists who are probably far more well known for their image and everything that surrounds it than actually the, the quality of their songwriting. Oh, I'd that's say. a huge part of pop music in general, though, isn't it? Yeah, mm. I mean, like, 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 is Nicki Minaj a good musician? Yeah, she's a great rapper. Yeah, but is she a musician? Does she write, etc.? What's her deal? I know nothing about Nicki Minaj except. I think she probably. I mean, she's I, got an image. She writes her her lyrics, yeah. Okay. Um, good. and and she she probably writes about as much as Adele does, but they're coming at it from two very different ends of the spectrum. I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Similar. But like, if you're talking about image over like, uh, what, what did we just want to say? I don't know. Though I was going to say substance, artistry, whatever. Yeah, fine. Then like, you can go back to like the rock and roll bands of the '80s, the glam rock bands, like I don't know, Kiss. Like, they're not known for their music. They're known for how they looked, right? Yeah, and to go back even further, I mean, Thirst is something that's been used to sell music from, you know... The Beatles. Elvis Presley. Yeah. yeah. The Beatles. Beatlemania made the yeah. Beatles massive because young girls were all over them and, and loved them. And they, but, they, they used to keep it a secret that the Beatles had girlfriends because yeah, they would like, sell more not, records if, if, if young girls yeah. wanted to... And it's not in the same way. It wasn't the that the Beatles were put on stage in pants a la red hot chili peppers and like da- dancing around I wish, I wish they were wearing but it pads. was but it yeah. was but 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 certainly that was a big thing that contributed to their success was like having a legion of young girls obsessed with them and it's essentially but i get the difference is do well i mean i'm sure the answer is yes are a lot of these artists whoever it was that you just said who sings wet ass pussy megan the Stallion, is that yeah. is that for do men listen is that is that for the men or, or you know the opposite gender or people that are into women or is that i when i think of artists like that i normally generally think that they're more popular with the female audience anyway yeah i think so Which makes I, you wonder I, who are you sexualizing them for at that point well it's i mean the, it's the female gaze i guess and like well, no, it's, the male gaze, like it? it's the male gaze yeah sorry that way mm, yeah but like the way that like kind of thor is portrayed in uh, the the Avengers isn't for women. That's for men to look at and go, God, I want to look like that. Yes, like for me. That, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just that's and... a little something for me. <laughs> <That's Yeah. something. laughs> and it is me because I look actually look like that. So you, that's do. Yeah, 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 do. Yeah, 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 you yeah, 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 yeah. You do. You do look exactly like Thor in Endgame. It's exactly right. <laughs> the, I mean, the mad thing is, like all of that stuff, you know, from from the decades and decades of pop music, just sort of builds up to a point where now it becomes an interesting talk talking point, or it becomes an interesting choice when it's not adhered to. Mm. Right, like yes, absolutely. 
it's it's weird when artists don't play that game and it's yeah it's it like Adele means, I guess Adele's yeah. one of them right and where we're also like... but we're also in a position where it's actually like a little bit kind of depressing where you know we're talking about Billie Eilish it's it's in a position where a 16 year old has to make a choice a conscious t- choice to desexualize herself uh yeah. in the way that she dresses because there's a an enormous outside pressure to do the opposite of that so mm. did Billie Eilish spearhead how a lot of teenagers are dressing now because a lot of teenagers now are wearing big baggy clothes i mean i saw a thing that described it as this again old man yells at cloud but it's someone described it as like like you've gone into a charity shop and hit random yeah great yeah absolutely and Um, just like big baggy whatever just chuck it on and like that's intentional i think that that mostly did she spearhead that i think that mostly comes from the hip-hop sort of side of things uh mm-hmm. you know i mean basically uh, a, a lot of the uh a lot of the very ugly difficult to hear criticism is that oh she dresses like a man so you know because it comes from that side of of, of like the very male dominated world of like hip-hop um i mean the reason that she does it look that i mean there's a quote from her and she said this when she was 15 uh Nobody can have an opinion because they can't see what's underneath. Nobody can be like, she's slim thick, she's not slim thick, she's got a flat ass, she's got a fat ass. No one can say any of that because they don't know. So she had to Would make you... that sort of choice. Mm. A, that's depressing. Yes. B, would I be right in assuming all of those conversations were still had? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in the, the cesspool of the internet. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, it then became... Because yeah. society as a whole makes a, like, a habit of basically judging people's worth by judging their body. And then mm. that judgment is made against, I guess, the beauty standard, which is like set by like what, like film stars and musicians and celebrities. And I suppose increasingly it's being set by uh, fucking social media influencers and stuff like that. Yeah, that's... Photoshop, um, but I, th- I, you know that 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 uh, that secondary aspect, Steve, like is is genuinely important. Is is there are artists who are like outspokenly sort of sexual in their music as a way of mm. kind of reclaiming that power, and I think yeah. that WAP is one of them. Um, but at the same time, it's a real like it's difficult because that stems from a music industry that has just always pushed that sort of sexual agenda, but in a way in which the power imbalance just sort of always has favoured men yeah there, there, i was I, I did a lot of reading on this um there's a 2008 study by jacob turner that found that 73 percent of all music videos created in the 2000s had some sort of sexual content 73 percent yeah uh, a, a 2017 study found a relationship between sexual content in music videos and negative attitudes towards sex and sexuality among young adults in the united states and australia so imagery and video content associated with pop music promotes all sorts of things to do with like sex and sexuality and you know these things like ideal body weight and body image and so Billy ends up caught in this interesting place kind of a depressing place where she is genuinely working towards bucking that trend but also she's bucking that trend because she has that aspect of low self-esteem and felt the need to cover up as a result of all of the stuff pushed by the industry that she was entering into. And I'm guessing I'm probably getting a bit ahead of myself, but I've seen like photos of how she dresses later in her career. And I think she is she going the opposite way. Of, oh, I'm she now reclaims. I'm now that. owning this she in a in a yeah. in a way that is starting to become a bit more of a thing. Is well now it's I'm going to just reclaim. Exactly. Yeah. But but at, at the time that we're at now, she was saying mm. that like in in pictures, 
she said that she has to completely basically dissociate herself from her own body because she isn't does not like the way that she looks she has that comes through in the lyrics yeah for sure she has yeah. a, a, a what she described as a terrible relationship with her body um so she just has to sort of uh dissociate and now here's an interesting question devil's advocate billy's very successful but but if 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 she did play the game and she showed more skin or dressed in tighter clothing would she have sold more records i have absolutely no idea because of what i was saying before about her audience isn't men going you know like so so yeah. christina Aguilera, go let's go back to some music that i know of the christina Aguilera zone, yeah. did the dirty video right which obviously was whether it's pushed upon her or whether that was her owning it or not, I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. Um, I was like a 12-year-old boy when that music video came out and loved it. You were the target obviously. audience. I was the target. But yeah. I never fucking bought a Christina Aguilera album in my life. Right. I bet if you went to a Christina Aguilera concert, it's probably mostly a female audience. That's true. So is it actually... Now I'm trying to almost ask the question of what what's it even for? Because who's who's it for in terms of like the audience who's going to then engage with her actual output. You know what I mean? I think mm. it's aspirational because sure you have the, yes. the the aspect of the male gaze, but then you also have all the young female fans wanting to be like, well, I want to look like that. It becomes an aspirational thing. It's a lifestyle yes, thing in the same way that all, all sort of advertising is. I think Billy probably would have sold more records to men, but I think that the people that, she's interested in communicating to are probably the people who are like her the people who are stuck mm. in that same trap and who are told to find worth in how they look uh by a society but, run by and men the younger people mm. are getting more savvy with that sort of thing yeah yeah slowly yeah. but surely and so they're probably a lot it probably has actually helped her with a certain audience of going yeah goddamn right absolutely sort of thing the uh, the, the generation behind us are yeah, very are cool. more savvy to sort of what social media is and does, despite also being cripplingly addicted to it. They're also still kind of more aware of it, if you know what I mean. A, a good way to sort of wrap this up is just the the other depressing realization is that uh, we wouldn't have brought this up on the podcast if Billy was a man. Mm, yeah, her 100%. wearing baggy clothing. Yeah, yeah, would not be. Anything to even mention. Oh, we're all fucked, aren't we? Should we well, just all give up? I'm trying to think of what we talked about the last two seasons, and we did definitely talk about style. <laughs> oh, we definitely talked about Nikki Wire wearing a dress. But we, didn't oh, talk yeah. about, but we didn't talk about <laughs> sexualization. We just talked about style. Oh, I don't know. I think I kind of thirsted over Chris quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. You're 100% bit. correct. Yeah. yeah. We talked about the silly things they wore and the funny outfits and ways they expressed themselves. We didn't talk about it in the same way. We talked a bit about, yeah. I suppose, gender identity with, with Nikki and, Nikki, and Richie, yeah. the glamour twins. Uh, aside from all of that stuff that we were just talking about, there is also this. Uh, she very deliberately wanted to look weird. Like the vibe she is going for is weird, creepy, a bit scary, mm. like odd, uh, and that's very much leaned into on the first of, uh, of two music videos for "You Should See Me in a Crown." The first was a vertical video because that's the thing now; everybody watches content on their phone. Oh no! Um, and it's her <laughs> singing the song and wearing a crown, but she's covered in various spiders, 
Oh, I watched it yesterday, oh, no. and it's horrible. They're real. They had a spider handler in for the music video. And oh, fuck off! Crawling all over. We're going to do music videos. Yeah, absolutely. Oh no! <laughs> a short clip from that video promoted the single announcement, and is the now famous image of Billie Eilish looking at the camera, opening her mouth to let a tarantula crawl out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that has that has. I mean that is another thing that's that has that is. I mean not just female artists at all. Actually, male artists have done it. it. Is a thing where someone will go. I my image will be weird or shocking. You know, Lady Gaga, Madonna. Yeah, and I know. think that's kind of a hangover from emo, right? Mm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. which itself is a hangover from Alice Cooper and Kiss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and Ozzy Osbourne biting the head off of a bat on stage. Is that a true story? Was that actually real? Yes, it is. Yes, it, it, is. Is. it was a real bat. True. He bit the head off a bat. It yeah. was thrown on stage. He thought it was a rubber one. He took a big bite out of it, realised it was real. Why was a bat thrown on stage? Because, because his fans are mental. Fucking goth, right? A dead bat. So, some, so, so someone rocked up to that gig with a dead bat in their pocket. No, it's alive. I don't even know if it was dead. I, think it's it's had a bat. I don't think you could throw an alive bat on the stage because it would fly off. I don't know. They're flying creatures. That's true, actually. Yeah. You need a bonus episode. Bonus episode yeah, on where where the where the bat came from. Yeah, uh, three months after that His single, parents were killed. So we're on October sixteenth, twenty eighteen. She releases "When the Party's Over," which is the second single from the upcoming album, which again at this point had not yet been announced. And then on November twentieth, twenty eighteen, she releases "Come Out and Play," which was released in conjunction with the Christmas Apple advert in which it featured. And we're gonna play. Uh, clip of that because it's the first song that we have on our does, docket today what does the christmas apple episode mean what is that combination of words the apple app for, for apple like iphones yeah. At yeah christmas and she just wrote a song specifically for that yeah that's insane i mean it's not that insane people write stuff for... <laughs> <laughs> immediately walked it back Wake up and smell the coffee Is your cup half full or empty? When we talk, you say it softly But I love it when you're awfully quiet Yeah, so it was released on the same day as the advert. I don't think that the advert is, you know, three and a half minutes long, although it might be. I, I haven't say, watched it. I was going to say, it must be pretty... Like, like adverts tend to have, slightly, you know, kind of upbeat music. That, doesn't that sound like a... This is a Christmas advert, though. Yeah. Oh, it's just like a fucking John Lewis advert. Kind of, that yeah. Sort of, that sort of vibe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the American listeners, John Lewis is... Uh, Oh, um, hmm. oh. What's the Target. JC. Nah, it's more no. fancy than okay. that. Okay, JC. Uh, TJ Maxx. Well, that's, 
No, that's TK Maxx. That's just like cheap. Well, that, yeah, I mean, they're direct, um, you know. Bloomingdale. Macy, Macy's, like a Macy's or like Macy's, a Bloomingdale. Like a but they're, they're just uh, clothes. Uh, like, no, what? Macy's aren't just clothes, are they? A Macy's, so it's a Macy's. It's a big I mean, it's a department store that store. sells. It's a big department. It's not posh though. It's like it's like right like middle. Right it's, middle it's like the waitress. It's a middle class. Yeah, of it's department Selfridges. Stores. It's not Selfridges. Selfridges for the American listeners is. <laughs> it's like John Lewis, but more expensive. No, like, well, more in the sort of Harrods Wait, area. Selfridges <laughs> is Macy's because Macy's is like there's only one of them, right, I think, and it's right. like the gold standard of of. Uh, department stores it's a department that a, store that's, that's what, what it's called it's called a yeah. department store well i call it a mix and match shop because that's the british sure. uh, should we try and convince them that that's what we call it? A mix and match shop. have a you seen that tiktok shop. of the guy that goes on mix. omegle and just like, tells american people wrong words that british yeah, people yeah. use <laughs> no like oh you call it a cup a cup and like, yeah why do you call it and he's like oh we call it a bell end <laughs> We call it like a bell end. It's like, oh, so like I'm drinking out of my bell end. It's like, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. And you're just like, they've now just got that information in their brain. Your American accent is really something. Uh, you turn into. I'm going for like a valley girl. Yeah, you, know? you go, you turn it's into like, a valley girl. It's great. Yeah. Um, Not enough vertical fry. A valley girl for American <laughs> listeners is um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, good, a, yeah. it's like a basic white girl from like the valley in, an, in, in America, yeah. In California. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, we have very different valley girls here. We would have talked about oh, it yeah. in the first season. Um, yeah. I, I think, that, well, because Wales, you see? You see what I've done? Oh, yeah. the wrong valley. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Catch up. Uh, catch up. That's um, for American. For American. <laughs> it's like red mustard. <laughs> yeah. <I guess> <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, <sighs> the song. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's very sort of sweet uh all around it sort of it does that start quietly and build thing and uh it, it reminds of... me of the two songs she did for that tv show that we covered in the last episode it's of, it's yeah. cut from the same sort of cloth it that. is yeah. uh maybe it's just me knowing that it's for the holiday advert and it sort of cheapens a little bit but it does sound kind of designed to fit a purpose rather than written organically i yeah, think I mean, yeah th- that might also be the case for why I'm associating this with the two that were written for a TV show because I'm I know that this was it's not an album track I know it's for some kind of content sort of yeah thing. I've got written down it's sort of more it's more akin to the previous material we've listened to uh, I mean to be honest this one's fairly forgettable for me like if it wasn't the fact it was the first on the playlist do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah but like I agree. it is it is lovely and it is pretty and I, I do like how it softly builds and then it falls away at the end I do like how the the percussion underneath kind of is. It's almost too quick for this. It's not like different tempo, but it's quite it's quite fast paced the percussion, but with a lovely slow song kind of running over the top. That's quite nice. Otherwise, yeah, like it, it you know, it's fine. It's pleasant. It's um, definitely for an Apple podcast at Christmas. Podcast, yeah, yeah, I yeah, it. exactly. Uh, it seems to be about empowerment and sharing a, sharing your talent and not sort of uh, hiding away from it. I I do really like I like the like I like all of. Phineas's production again like all those mm. little details like the breaths and the big submarine ping you know that big sort of uh, sound I mean that was Imagine no that, <laughs> that was nowhere near what it sounds like <laughs> the hunt for red October we've got enemies coming in <laughs> that submarine would be sunk in minutes yeah. I think what you're looking for Adam is yeah, 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 but it has it does have a pitch to it. That's the thing; it has a tone. Uh, mm. The coffee cup illusion is very nice. Uh, wake What's up and coffee? smell the coffee. Is your cup half full or empty? Uh, I think Billy in general is very good at summing up 
like whole feelings very simply but again because i know it's an advert this just feels like she's narrowing it down so that y- you get mm. the idea in however long the advert is do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it's all right it's fine it's, it's eight on january uh, 30th 2019 having just turned 17 she releases bury a friend and at the same time announces the album she also has a song on the album that accompanied the film Roma, right? Which I'd never heard of. You're mm. joking. It, like, one best foreign feature at the Oscars. Yeah, it won best foreign well feature done, at the Oscars, Lucas. Roma. Good for you. Uh, I, I'm sorry I wasn't aware of your existence. Notable because I think it was Netflix's first Oscar win. Um, but also it has one of those weird soundtrack things, except this is slightly different to one of those music weird... Music from and inspired by. Yeah, inspired except by. this is all music genuinely inspired by because the soundtrack didn't come out until a year after the film had been out. Oh, wow. So yeah. this this song actually genuinely was inspired by the film. It's called... Now what's going on here, guys? When I Was Older. What's happening there? Oh, what? oh, oh what's happening what? there? What's happening there? What's happening there? Was older, I was a sailor on an open Vocoders are cool, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, vocoders are really cool. When they're used like this. Yeah. Or sort of like, I mean, I talked about it on the last episode, didn't I? Image and Heap like, likes to use yes. them. Uh, when they're used not, when they're not just used to hide the fact that someone can't sing and it's just like a, it's just like a shit, a shit pop song instead of a, 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 a good, nice one like this. <laughs> when it's used, when it's just used like, like Kanye. Or, you know, where Kanye stole it from, like Bo Burnham, you know, he stole it from like right, this rant yes, at the end of the yes. end of about, Happy. Yeah. yeah about, about Pringles. Um yeah. Adam, you asked her how does the when I was older work? Yeah. Uh-huh. We're going back into time travel again, mate. That's what it is. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Is she Benjamin Button. Well she, no, it's, it's you know you know the you know the book, The Time Traveller's Wife. Is she sure. the time traveller's wife? She's the time traveller's wife. She so seems she's awfully about young when she was to be married. Oh, but, but when she was she's older, married in the future. she's not yet married. Yeah. She, in the current chronology, if in the linear time, she's not married yet. But oh when God. she was older, she will be married. 
Mm. Is she like yeah. the, the, the Terminator and she's been sent back in time to kill the man? To marry a wife. Just, to have to get a wife. <laughs> before the man destroyed rock and roll. Yeah. She's sort of existing in various timelines now. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, I mean, the, that, the, the, the When I Was Older thing is inspired by the film itself, which came out a year earlier. And it's a piece of dialogue from the movie. Someone is recalling their past lives and says, when I was older, I used to be a sailor, but I drowned in a storm. And she kind of takes that as the central ah. theme and yeah. sort of runs with it to speak on being lost. And I think you do get the sense of drowning in places. I, I find this to be quite an atmospheric song. It is atmospheric. It's got a good atmos. She uses mm. that vocoder. She wanted it to sound like she was underwater. Uh, and there are mm. also snippets of dialogue or sound effects from the film sort of spliced in. You can oh, hear cool. like those splices of crowd noise that are, that are from that are from the movie. I really like this. I like the I like the synthy mm. like the little bits, the little, yeah. little. I mean, you made it sound awful there, but yeah. it sounded no, like I, Lucas's I just had a picture of loads of clowns coming out of a small car. <laughs> well, I was channeling my inner uh, whatever that fucking composer is. I can't remember his bloody name. Yeah, uh, Danny Elfman. Oh. <laughs> okay, great. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, when I was, I mean, I, Oingo, she literally Oingo. takes that line. When I was, she literally says those words, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying that that was a line from the movie. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, that imagery. Yeah. Okay, but she literally <laughs> takes it. Yeah, and yeah. and yeah, she literally says, "My head underwater," right? At some point, and I, and then the underwater, the uh, not just the vocoder bit, but it kind of dampens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, cool. She plays uh, with the formant of the uh, yes of the thing. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? What's that word? It's the uh, you take out or replace certain frequencies in a voice uh to make it sound sort of it's not really lower or higher it's kind of i mean to code it really poorly it's kind of more male and more all eyes on me yeah a a lot of the thing people get wrong about bo burnham's all eyes on me Mm. is that it's not just pitched down the foreman is taken down so that all the high frequencies of his voice are removed entirely um cool i've always just known Um, that i I just thought that was vocoders is that not just as well it's not no 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 um she also mentions bad guys. She does, so. yeah. And she mentions black and white films, which, of course, Roma mm. is. Yeah. Lots of interesting stuff in this song. I really like it. Uh, nice little song. I hadn't nice really heard song. it until we started doing this podcast, to be honest. Cool. Um, and it, yeah, it's become a little bit of a... little bit of a, What I would call underrated, maybe, because no one really talks about this song in terms of uh, her career, you know? It reminds me of a Hot Chip song, and I can't think of which one. Mm, that's worth bringing up, then. That like vocodery, <laughs> but that like that like the, again the vocodery effect on our voice is yeah. something that like you hear from a hot chip. Yeah, it's uh, it's also um, very similar to um, uh, Bon Iver uh, and, 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 and Bon Iver. Justin Vernon's use of the uh, what I believe is actually called the Harmony Engine, which is a, a, a specific piece of software created by the lead singer of Francis and the Lights, who rents it out to Kanye West and. Justin Vernon and and people like that who are all part of that like little creative uh, sect in hip hop and alt folk. There's a weird crossover there. Yeah, I like that. I yeah. enjoyed all of what you just said. <laughs> so cheers. <laughs> that sounded sarcastic. I was genuinely interested. Then right on March the fourth, twenty nineteen. Right. Lucas is closing his eyes because you're struggling with dates. Right, you're trying to really like Imagine picture where we are. Okay. Wait, imagine March. a calendar. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang okay. on. No, not that calendar, Lucas. Wait, like... Not the fireman one I sent you. <laughs> what year? 
2019. Okay, okay. now now what go to the I third. Doing? March 2019. Yeah. Most of her career has happened since COVID. Uh, Just split up with my ex. Not quite, because 2019 is not the COVID year. Yeah, but all of 2020. Yeah, but we only started in like 2016. Okay, fair Lucas, it's not that hard to grasp. I'm sorry. We can't keep stopping every time. I can't deal with timescales this short. All, yeah. The last two seasons has been like a nice few years between things that we're talking about. Instead, it's like, right, this month she does this, and then she's the biggest star in the world. A month later, she releases a single. The last what? episode of this podcast happened 10 minutes ago from now. It probably will be. I bet whatever we cover in our last episode will be like what she did in March. No, wait, that's a long time ago. In December when, 2021. When you were older. Nice. Nice, Steve. Nice. That's a good one, nice. Steve. Yeah, nice. cheers, Steve. Uh, just, Adam, carry on. Our, our, last episode, our, our last episode on this uh, will finish in a time that hasn't happened at the time that we're <laughs> recording this now. Uh, it will finish in February 2022 when the Grammys are announced. <laughs> That's how up to date it is. Now nah, she's gonna she's gonna like shadow drop an album in the next week. Oh Christ! That I mean that's oh, we'll get into it later. On mm. March the fourth, twenty nineteen, she released "Wish You Were Gay" as a single, and then on March twenty ninth, she released her album, her debut album, "When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go?" It's fourteen tracks. It's forty three minutes long. It's all written by Billie Eilish and Phineas. It's produced by Phineas. It's mixed by Rob Kanelsky. It's mastered by John Greenham. That's it. Those are the only credits oh, on cool. the album. Is it still done in a bedroom or is it done in it a... It is you know, recorded yeah. in the bedroom studio at their family home in Highland nice. Park using gear that I could go onto Amazon and affordably purchase now. Nice. Um, so they, why aren't you mega famous then, Adam? What's stopping you? Because my music is shit. Uh, <laughs> they picked the studio at home because obviously it's a comfortable and creative space for them. Didn't want to go into professional studio. Uh, and although they were sort of cut off in that respect, apparently there was still a huge amount of pressure and deadlines from labels uh, and executives leading uh, Billy to actually sum up the process, saying she hated every second of the recording oh, nice. process of this album. Uh, oh. The recording, I mean, we're going to get into time travel again here. The recording for the album actually started around three years before the album came out. Uh, sure, when when they not? wrote Listen Before I Go in May 2016. Um, and but didn't make it onto the EP. No, exactly. Um, and they deliberately set out to avoid creating music within one genre. Um, we'll get onto our general thoughts, but first... Uh, the artwork. Let's talk about the artwork. The artwork. Oh, it's so good. It's too scary, and I can't look at it. It's very spooky. Isn't I refuse it? to look at it because it's too scary. It's terrifying. It's a horror movie poster. You need to put something like the haunting of Emily Jones above it. Well, well, yeah, well, theaters yeah, exactly. is October. It's not uh, the yellow. So the yellow was the last one, wasn't it? Yep, That's right. Yeah, yeah, so this yep, is the one yeah. where she is on. She's kind of almost hovering above the bed and her eyes are completely whited out and she has like this and maniacal she's smile she's just sat on the bed it's, she's not floating look listen she is just on that listen, bed adam adam can't look at it because it's too scary I can't, his this has is made my it memory of it yeah exactly. she's just sat on a bed my it's memory of it scary. is that it's like something from the exorcist 
So um, which 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 I think lovely obviously ties into the album uh, name when we will fall asleep. Where do we go? But mm. then it makes it scarier because it's like she's gone to sleep and then she becomes this entirely like this demon. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I don't know. The, the, there's some cool. other references on the album to the monster under the bed and and things oh, like that. that. Is there one? Is there a shadow? Well, no, the, uh, you can see under the bed in the artwork and there's no monster. So maybe she's the monster coming out from oh, under shit. the bed. <laughs> uh, it does look a bit exorcist adjacent, doesn't it? And she's dressed in a white like she could be like in a in in a loony bin. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like something out of One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. You can't even say loony bin these days. <laughs> can't even say loony bin these days. Um, I, I, I really like that work. It, it, it kind of sets her apart from other sort of um other pop artists you know to do yeah. something that's a bit scary and a bit goth uh is pretty cool i really like it uh it's, yeah, it's too it. scary and i can't look at it uh, it's almost <laughs> as scary as the cover for um rem's album monster which of course lucas uh you famously played on um mm. guys yes, days. what yeah. do you think in general what were your first impressions of this album took me longer to get into than the last batch of songs you sent yeah because there was more songs there was more songs that is yeah. and i will tell Not you right now more. i'll tell you right now that it, i uh, uh, i found it a lot easier to get into them when i started playing them on shuffle yeah okay interesting um because as i've discussed before the first five tracks got more play because then I'd get to my destination in my car right. and then stop yeah. listening. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, but no, it just generally took me longer. I mean, it, 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 it was what we talked about last week when you said this is more the direction that the follow-up goes into and it's a bit more of the pop and a bit less of the like soft, melodic sort of, you know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, am I going to not like it as much? Because that was what I responded more positively to on the last batch of songs. But you liked the bangers on the last one. You liked, co- but weirdly, the ones I like eggs. most on this one are the bangers. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's, it's a bit yeah. of a more interesting direction than 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 the EP, I think. Like, or, or a bit. She focuses on the more interesting aspects of 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 that mm. e, of the yeah. EP. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll get into it as we go later, but it's too long. Uh, forty-two uh, minutes. Mm, I disagree. It's about the same length many, as in Rainbows. Too many tracks. Yeah, but in Rainbows is like the greatest album ever made. You can't compare <laughs> the two. <laughs> uh, like. It, I, yeah, yeah, it's too many tracks for me. I think it, it's definitely a different vibe, isn't it, to, to the EP or the era, all the songs that are on the EP. It feels darker. Yeah, yeah it feels yeah. darker. It's uh, it's it's, about- and I think a lot of that is the artwork. No, <laughs> it definitely does have a. a it's not a, a the artwork because I didn't know what the artwork looked like. So. It's a darker, weirder tone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. It's far, far, far more like the hip hop and trap kind of stuff going on, but it is still peppered with kind of soft, lovely songs. The back, um, I the back that... section of the album, especially, is all soft, yes. lovely songs. Um, yeah, I, I, it, um, it feels more, you know, not to keep comparing it to the EP, but obviously, you know, she was kind of working on a lot of this at the same time. Um, and the EP is as long as an album, so you might as well just yeah, sure. You know. This, this, this for me, like the EP, we said it's a collection of singular songs, and this feels uh, like a coherent piece, part mm. of a whole. Um, there are themes that run through the whole thing, and I think that makes it quite coherent but you're right it's darker but i also think it's funnier um in places and it's also louder in places and it's also quieter in places there are some bits on this album that are too quiet (laughs) it's it's dynamic (laughs) yeah the dynamic i mean it's good in terms of the like they're not crushing the dynamic and keeping it all the same level but there's bits of this that when i listened to it far louder i was like oh i didn't even notice this song had that yeah. Is it because you listen to it at your phone speakers? 
on no, a bus. Yeah, on the back of the bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, like she's taken those building blocks from the EP and then taken all of them just to like the extreme. Yeah. Like in, in, in all directions. I didn't think it was as funny as the, the, the I think there was more bits on the first EP that I listened to and was like, <laughs> no, clever. <laughs> well, no, obvious, yeah. Does there have to be a ukulele song on every album she does? Yeah, of course. Uh, okay. I I, th- I think that there are more attempts to be funny, I suppose. Whether or not you found them as funny is, is probably yeah, a different, maybe, maybe, a different yeah. uh, sort but of thing. Like nothing, yeah, there was, there was not as like the trip on a knife and shit like that. Like, yeah, Lucas really loves Lee Evans. So it's that kind of humor. But what after. I really like is like really overt hand gestures. And, yeah, going, yeah. and then talking about like how much you hate your wife. Yeah. And nothing yeah, else. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, but then, you know, there is stuff like Duh. And there's a whole song called Wish You Were Gay that's you know takes a bit of a, a sideways look. At, uh, <laughs> and a sconce. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. And I know... The duh. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of Duh. I mean, it's on quite a yeah. few songs, isn't it, where there's a duh? Uh, I think there's, there's only one. Yeah. I feel like there's about 20. Okay. I mean, <laughs> did you just listen to I'm Bad just... Guy 20 times? <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, I did listen to Bad Guy more than any of the other songs. I mean, yeah. the first one. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, is it? Um, no, yes. yes it something is. that struck me, like, uh, I know she talked about deadlines and pressure and stuff, but this does genuinely feel, like, unfettered. The, the the product of solely you know what she wanted to do it doesn't doesn't sound like a record label has come in and asked her to engineer a single or anything like that it does sound like the product of like a close comfortable collaboration with her singing about very personal things and trying to turn them into something universal you know and i think she does that yeah. with a lot of confidence yeah this doesn't feel overly produced and kind of by numbers uh, mm. record produced churned out kind of stuff it does feel considered yeah 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 definitely um do you want to start the album no all no. right bye then i don't want to hear track no because i don't want to hear track one <laughs> here we go uh we can't play the whole thing my invisalign has <laughs> i have taken out, I have my, invisalign. Taken out I will... my invisalign so that's half of yeah. uh, a song that I just have no idea how to pronounce. Uh, it's say pronounce it. Marks. You go. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? I don't, I don't you like just like that. No, it's the noise in Metal Gear when you get discovered. Rim, <laughs> rim, rim, yeah. Rim. yeah it's, seven, it's seven exclamation marks. <laughs> she, and it, it's, it's clearly it's, just an outtake of them talking during the, recording. The sound of her taking out her retainer. Invisalign. Yeah. yeah. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hate it. I just don't want to talk about. I want to talk about anything other than the song because I hate it. Uh, what do you What do you think she's trying to do by having it as, as the first track on the album? It's like it's like in a documentary when they, especially every documentary made in the last three plus years, mm. is where they do like and like they show them talking to the to the producers. But it's yep. not in the real bit where it's like this. This makes it feel like it's informal, yeah. and this wasn't chosen to be put in at all. This is like it's almost accidentally in here that you're seeing this. This is behind the scenes. This, this, this is just rap, guys. And this is like this is like the dad turning his chair around and putting his legs on either side and sitting like that and being like, "No, it's not. We're like all that. informal now, guys. This is <laughs> you know, we're all friends here. That's what this song is. I think it's setting. It's showing the kind of DIY element of the whole project." Yeah, I think it starts with something that's like, and will also be quite relatable to the and audience. Funny and yeah, yeah, funny and off the cuff, and it kind of undercuts the darkness 
that exists <laughs> within the record. And there's loads of examples of her trying to undercut that. Uh, yeah, loads. The darkness uh, of, 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 of the album. Uh, I mean, that's all you can really say about that, isn't it? I just mm. really don't. I just, I just hate the sound. I don't. Honestly, want to hear Luke, it. it is such. Yeah. It's the most hypocritical, yeah, hypocritical yeah, thing I've ever heard insane. because you eat at the start of every episode. Yeah, and during the episode, and yeah. you get always, right close and you say it's the ASMR. There's a difference between eating and no, me there's a difference doing between this. you doing it and you hearing it. No, and, no. This this is me eating. No, no. Oh, you see, right? Yeah, I oh. me doing this. There is a big difference. There is a big difference. And she is slurping. And I know that it's her, her like, saliva. She's that sucking she's the saliva out of the, like, trough of the Invisalign. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really grim. Um, <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, put it this way, Adam, I made a copy of the playlist you sent. <laughs> and you excluded that. And I excluded this okay, great. track, so I didn't have to hear it. So yeah. you never listened to the full album. Interesting. Interesting. No, I also removed all the white noise between tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, again, they're five hours long. I listen to them in full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> White shirt now red, my bloody nose sleeping. You're on your tippy toes creeping around like no one knows. Thing. into it uh big pop sort of banger right at the top or at least it became a big sort of uh pop banger it's back to her kind of bass led thing i mean you know it's billy eilish so it's it's fairly minimal right mm. it's, yeah, it is. it's a bass and a synth that <laughs> follows the bass melody pretty closely and everything else is rhythm and voice sometimes just rhythm and voice cool though yeah very very close harmonies as well Mm. She loves a close army. Yeah. This is like her. I mean, I've been wrong with this before with thinking Muscle Museum was one of the music's biggest songs, but this is like her biggest song. Yes, isn't it? exactly. Like yeah. her most famous. Well, correct. Put it this way I recognize this from the Curry GC world. I or, no, no, no. <laughs> or is the. Is that a sample from something I would know previous? No. Or do I just recognise that? From you recognise that, yes. So I've heard this uh, through osmosis, that, that melody has entered my brain. This somewhere. is very much like Wonderwall 
it's just a a song that is permanently present in the fabric of society. Is that what Zoomers now do? They'll go to a house party and instead of someone getting out a guitar, they'll get out their synth and be like, do 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 you know, uh, very interesting production choices. There's no snare in the first three quarters of the song, which is quite rare for a, a pop song. It's all this, which I don't know if you know what they're called. Those are called Phillips. Oh, oh yeah. Phillips yeah. Yeah, 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 they are. Yeah. And then the last quarter of the song is a completely different song, which yeah, used to good. really confuse me, and I thought it was the next song. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't, until, until you hear us say the word bad guy, and you look and you go, oh, yeah. it's, oh, it's yeah. the same. It's yeah, the same yeah. song. Yeah. I don't like it. I like that bit. Yeah, I love that bit. Yeah, yeah, it's so dirty. Yeah. yeah but I was enjoying yeah. the bit before, and yeah. now you've stopped yeah. me listening to it and done yeah. something well, else. Well, that would happens have happened with songs. I do finish. Yeah, the yeah. song does eventually end. <laughs> no, no, no. That's why my favourite things are to go onto YouTube and play like a like 10-hour version of a, yeah. you know, a single riff. Okay, yeah. So a Muse album. Uh, Hey. <laughs> yeah. I think this song's fine. I'm not the biggest fan of Bad Guy. I, I think that there's much better songs of hers. I think it's like, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a banger. So, um, I, I imagine, like, I, I think this song was probably integral to the image she was trying to sell at the time of being like a bad guy, right? I mean, I know she's playing a character in this in a way. Um, I don't think she is. Do you not think so? No. It's interesting about what she's saying about trying to actively desexualize herself, dad. but this song has got a lot of sexual, you know, content. Does it? But I guess the difference is she's, well, unless I'm massively misreading some lyrics, but I don't think I am. Hmm. But you're talking about like... It's like seducing your dad and making your girlfriend jealous and stuff. Yeah, and I think I that think she is sexual, uh, making fun of that persona that a lot of men in hip-hop music kind of mm. portray but she's like you know it's, it's almost a subversion of, of the like the, the bad boy thing because billy's kind of saying she's the same whilst she's also making fun of the people that kind of project that sort of persona in in their own music yeah that are like like oh, i'm gonna steal your girlfriend and i'm gonna like go in the club and like yeah just do it like that that's definitely a theme in a lot of things like that so i can see that um it opens the album with, uh, well, it doesn't quite open the album. It continues the album with uh, like a good energy that is then immediately brought Sucked down. It's just like squandered from um, <laughs> with, with the next track, which is called Zanny. What is it about them? I must be missing something. They just keep doing nothing. Too intoxicated to be scared Better off without them They're nothing but unstable Bring ashtrays to the table And that's about the only thing they share I'm in the second hand smoke Still just drinking To feel better
Waking up at sundown. A like a Xanax, right? Is yep. that right? Yeah. Okay, yes. cool. Thank you. Uh, I tried to write it and I definitely spelled it wrong. X A N X. X A N E X, I've got. Oh, Xanax. Oh, Xanax, yes, yeah, Xanax. Yeah. Uh, it's an opioid. Okay. Um, yeah. Which we'll touch for, on. For we'll depression. Touch on in a, we'll touch on. It's for anxiety. We'll, um, exactly. we'll, we'll, t- we'll touch on uh, on a second. The first thing that stood out to me is that we've kind of mirrored the first two tracks of the EP. If you take away however you pronounce the first track, uh, the album kind of opens with uh, a darker, more trap-influenced track and then goes into a slower, mental health-focused kind of thing. The, the, the other one being, I don't want to be you anymore. Um, this, for me, mm-hmm. shares a lot of similarities with, I don't want to be you anymore. Um, in in the way that it's kind of minimal and kind of jazzy and piano bass. Oh yeah, it's got kind of like it starts starts off like a like a lounge song, like you'd imagine her sitting on a piano in a smoky club. Yeah, exactly. Intro. I mean, yeah. that's probably helped by the sounds of like like a restaurant when it says about clearing up plates or ashtrays or something. But yeah, I could definitely get that imagery from it. Yeah, well, I mean, she's she's such a good uh, writer of of images. You know, bring ashtrays to the table, and that's about the only thing they share. Is quite a good, uh, quite a good little line. Definitely puts you. It gives you a sense of place. But then, of course, the choruses mm. are. Um, they're not heavy. Dutty. I've got written down. Yeah, they're dark. Super uh, dutty. Yes. They have. Dark, they have yeah. the vocals set to like that. That sort of side change distortion to make it sound like the bass is making everything else difficult to listen to. Uh, yeah. She does that quite yeah. a lot. I mean, she did it a bit on. Um... On bad guy as well. Mm. I'm a bad guy, and it goes on the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, the sound yeah. of going into a black hole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah sure. it is. Or the sound of of a speaker um, peaking. Um, mm. Phineas was talking about production of this album in general, and they would like when they were mixing stuff, they would over crank the speakers so that the speakers were peaking, and they'd make the bass sound fucking ruinous. And once he got inside of the project. It's not like that when you're just listening to it through headphones or something. So he had to fuck around with the bass a lot to make it sound like the bass is... Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of peaking, right? Yeah. And there's oh, lots of interesting cool. production choices. There's also, like, the voice sort of pinging back and forth between left and right channel. Uh, oh, this whole album's full of that kind of detail. It's amazing. Mm. Potentially the idea of the voice doing that weird sort of slur, like, potentially, like, one's brain on Xanax. That sort of like going into kind of a slurry like like sort of mode. Give the man a standing ovation, Lucas. <laughs> a spot on observation. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. So I, I think the song is about a night out that Billy went on were, with her friends, where everybody was getting so drunk that they were throwing up and then continuing to drink and then throwing up again and then continuing to drink. Basically, a, a bunch of bloody legends. Sounds like one of our <laughs> nights out, guys. <laughs> and, she dr- and she drank Diet Coke and drove everyone home. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like yeah. she's the bloody legend, mate. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so it's about that sort of feeling of, of alienation on, on a night out, um, which actually kind of puts it in the same lineage of songs as Paranoid Android, which maybe we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about one day. There is, the, there is of course, the snippet uh, like at the end of, of the night when everyone's like hungover of like the can you check your uber rating and oh my god and all all of that stuff that appears in it Um, yeah there's 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 some lines in it that are like very much like i'm the only one who's not stoned don't give me a zanny now or ever very much like i mean thumbs up to her i mean the thing that that touches on is then even darker than you know 
I, you know, it, it can be it can feel very isolating to be the designated driver on a night out, uh, or mm. or to just be the person that doesn't drink. You know, the person. And, and Lucas, you're you're not a big drinker. So, something I'm increasingly starting to experience more and more as I am g- getting less and less enjoyment out of getting intoxicated. Exactly. Like, yeah. My last couple of work dues I've been to, I've genuinely just been like, when can I go? When when is an appropriately polite time that I can leave because I'm not having fun around you people, sort of thing. Yeah, and I think like, that th- th- this song is like uh, a, a really good sort of way of summing up that uh that feeling of just the increasing isolation of that i mean i i imagine i'm always uh one of those ones who yeah. just gets you're always really a fucking drunk. legend off like... <laughs> a couple of legends here not a yeah. dweeb like lucas <laughs> why don't you drink it's cool no right i've got such a, uh, such a such a healthy relationship with alcohol it's terrible <laughs> so, now... <laughs> yeah. so that is quite you know it's an isolating feeling it's not necessarily very dark i suppose the darkness comes from sort of like all of these mentions of of xanax which is an opioid you use it to calm down and people use it to get high as well and it's not directly the song is not directly about this but it does touch on the opioid abuse that is an issue within america um Mm. you know and, and and the world over as well um and it sort of touches on the deaths of artists like lil peep um who uh, died from an overdose of Xanax. Um, you know, there's a line in the song. Was that because he because he got addicted to it due to a yes? Because I've uh, seen a, like a documentary about it about you know people will like get prescribed something for for a genuine pain. anxiety issue and, or for pain, or, and then yeah. it becomes a crippling like an addiction. Basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there also the side of it where it's like there's almost a bit of a within a certain sort of sort of person or community where there's almost like a glorification of like I need I need chemicals to keep myself functioning. There is definitely <laughs> like how, a side of like that, that kind yeah. of like like glorifying, glamorizing, relying on Xanax or something like that to get by as if like that's something to be proud of or like makes you I'm cool. Like I need that. Yeah, I mean, what was the, I was watching a film the other day that it was really like glamorized in? Uh, don't look up. Don't look up. Yes, yeah. I, just, I watched that last night when yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Thingy's character keeps taking it. Yeah. Um, it's Xanax as well, isn't it? And, and then Jennifer Lawrence's character takes it to, you know, not because she's anxious, but because she wants to be a bit high. Um, there's a line in here that is like, I can't afford to love someone who isn't dying by mistake in Silver Lake, um, which I think is a direct reference to Lil Peep, who died from an overdose of Xanax. Um, which is very interesting. Not a lot of, you know, you know, when we started the season and, and we started talking about doing Billie Eilish, potentially didn't think that we would be touching on the opioid uh uh, endemic in 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 America. <laughs> I I, <laughs> you know I mean? when when you asked me the things that I knew about Billy Eilish, that was that the was first the thing, thing that popped. I forgot to mention head. it, but that was like it was green thing. hair and Z- and the song Zanny. Yeah, song Zanny. Yeah, I knew yeah. about the song Zanny. Um, just uh, just just very interesting that she's bringing that stuff uh, into um, in, in 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 into the themes of this album. I would say, is she a uh, like a straight edge type person or is that just is she's just meaning she's i'm not like f- like getting off my mash sort i actually of don't know or is she like a or is she like a full-blown straight edge sort of person i actually don't know i mean if, if we're to take this this song at its face value it seems like she's pretty uh, she says straight like i'm always the, i'm always drinking diet coke and i'm always the designated driver sort of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. although exactly. at her age at this point 
everyone should be drinking Diet Coke and being the designated driver because they're yeah, she just, wasn't twenty one. I mean, yeah, wasn't twenty one. So they should be all completely dead. They're, they're just drinking, you know, fizzy pop, panda pops, having, having and Freddos. Yeah, <laughs> they cost in America. Just, they cost them thirty five <laughs> pounds a Freddo. I mean, that's <laughs> so unrelatable. I don't know what you're talking about. So American listeners, Freddo is a very cheap chocolate bar. Famously, in well, our youth, was ten p a bar. It was famously 10 pence. Mm. It was up at 35p now or something like that. <laughs> oh, some of that. Oh, bloody Brexit. Brexit. <laughs> bloody Brexit. Um, j- just a little tidbit on this song before we move on. It was inspired by Frank Sinatra and New York I Love You But You're Bringing Me Down by LCD Sound oh, cool. System, which if you've heard that song, you, if you know the song New York I Love You But You're Bringing Me Down, is instantly uh, apparent, I, I would say. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, a very, uh, you know, instantly brought the mood down. Uh, mm. And I think she does this a lot. She brought it down, I think, so she can just kind of punch it back up again. Uh, this was uh, the first thing that we heard from the album uh, about six months before the album came out. So you should see me in a crown. Yeah, she said the thing. She did the. She did the. uh, Leo DiCaprio pointing at the screen. Dot gif. (laughs) Um, Ocean Eyes. Yes, she also mentions Ocean Eyes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what. That's the one I meant. What were you talking about? That you should see me in a crown. That she was mentioning the title of this song. Oh, I meant the Ocean Eyes reference. (laughs) It's so weird. She's. She said the name of the song in this song. Now the 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 title. You should see me in a crown. This might be a coincidence, or is it? Or is it a real deep cut? Is she referencing? The TV show Sherlock. Yes, she is. What a fucking pull from me. I know. That's incredible. It's Moriarty. Really? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Moriarty says the line, baby, you should see me in a crown in He's... a very flamboyantly great he way. He does. He does. He says, in a world of locked rooms, the man with the key is king. And honey, you should see me in a crown. And then a, a couple of episodes later, he steals the crown jewels. The crown jewels. Indeed. Um Back when that show was good. Remember the first couple of seasons that show oh, was the quite first, good? Yeah, the first two seasons were great, and then it all just got a bit fan fiction. All went well off the rails, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I, I really like this. Same. Uh, I like it better now because I got that reference. <laughs> mm. how, how, how do you think that, that she's used that uh, quote or reference here, uh, especially bearing in mind the, uh, the first section of it, In a World of Locked Rooms, The Man with the Key is King? Well, personally, I saw that. I didn't know that that was a reference, but it... it First of all, it's very dark. There's not many songs that they use a knife being unsheathed or sharpened so many times yeah, in one song. Yeah, that's the sound of her dad but, sharpening knives. Right, but there's... To me, it had a lot of Alice in, 
<laughs> she just so happened to be. Yeah, was Dad, just in the room. Not? I'm trying to record a song. <laughs> Hang on. She, oh, sorry. <laughs> Didn't that happen on the EP? Wasn't there? What was there on the EP? Where the there match. Was a, match. Some, it was the match. match. That was it. Yeah. It was the match. Yeah. Uh, it's Alice in Wonderland imagery, right? Oh, interesting. Expand so it's the on Red that. Queen seeing her in a crown. She's counting her cards. Blood in the marble wall. Off. It's like off with your head. Kind of shot. Oh, oh it's good. That's yeah, really good. In the cards, but, yeah, there is know. a bit of an Alice in Wonderland thing sort of going on there. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. There, there's a whole, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of uh, Alice in Wonderland across the whole album, really. When we all fall asleep, oh, where do we go? Nice. Which is, is of course, the plot of Alice in Wonderland. Um, see, I, I took this as just classic hip hop shit. The the it's called braggadocio. The um, this is the thing that she's making fun of on Bad Guy. You know, or like, right. or or it's a bit like copycat, a bit like that. Right, exactly. Of, Just saying, like, I'm, I'm hot shit. Yeah, I'm the best. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the fucking <laughs> yeah, best. That's great. Uh, and you know, you, you should see me in a crown. I'm going to run this nothing town. Watch me make them bow one by one. That's cool. I like. Is that. she taking the piss out of it, or is she just doing it? No, I think like, she's just doing it on this one. She was taking the piss out of it on bad guy, and on this one, she's just like, no, actually, I am, I am great. She's getting to bow one by one so she can chop her heads off. Yes, exactly. She's the Red Queen. But I think it's. I really like. This. I think it speaks to, in general, the fluctuating state of a person's mental health. Like I, I, I think the sequencing of this is about well, depre- up and down, depression. up and down. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, one minute she's yeah. making fun of people for thinking they're hot shit. Then she's uh, depressed that people are offering her Xanax. Uh, and she's very low about that, and then she's in the mood of like, no, actually, I'm I'm hot shit. Uh, and then in the next one, she's uh, you know worrying about the state of the world. You know, spoilers for for when we move on. Um, but I really like this. It's it's much more sort of uh, obviously aggressive uh, than than what we've heard so far. Is it yeah? What in terms of like the the music or in terms of her both? Her, both her, yeah, yeah. Because, like, that drop of, you should see me in a... <laughs> so yeah. good. And then the... Gu- shit, I, sure. I think it's either a synth or a guitar. The one that follows the one by one bit. The one that goes... That bit. That's cool. That reminds mm. me of um, uh, Black Skinhead by Kanye West. Okay. You know, the... You know that bit? I can't remember it. Keep going. Albums that off? Jesus. <laughs> not listen to Jesus that much. It's his best album. Uh, disagree. Uh, he says, having not listened to Jesus that much. <laughs> um, um, we'll do it when we do season eleven. No, season eleven. Do is... do Jesus. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I- I'm not actually that massive on this one, just because it's a bit one note. It's a bit one note, one note, one. <laughs> I mean, that's that's three notes. He yeah. Doesn't doesn't often do bits but when he does they're really good <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's a bit one note like it's got one thing i just love that note it. yeah you know, i'm not you know I'm, the, the, the talk- note doesn't do enough for me yeah. to enjoy one of it you know when we talked about muse songs that are one note but they're very much lucas's it's a note. very good note yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. this it's is true. this is my note um it's also part of a new genre that i like to call overheard sirens in professional recordings where I, because because they're recording yeah. in a bedroom, you can just hear sirens in the background. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it it winds me up when I'm driving. Yeah, Anytime yeah. there's a siren in the song, it really pisses me off. Yeah, yeah. 
Because I think they're bloody after me again. <laughs> oh, yeah, because of your crimes. Yeah, yeah because of my <laughs> yeah. terrible crimes. Yeah. I mean, this is. I think this is a really cool uh, statement of intent, uh, especially releasing it as the first single from the album, even though we yeah, didn't really cool. know that it was going to be on an album. Uh, yeah, definitely one of my faves. My Lucifer is lonely Standing there, killing time can't commit to anything but a crime Leaders on vacation An open invitation Animals, evidence Pearly gates look more like a picky fence Once you get inside them Got friends but can't invite them Hills burn in California My turn to ignore ya Don't say I didn't warn ya the good girls go to hell Cause even got herself As enemies And once the water starts to rise And heaven's out of sight She'll want the devil on her team My Lucifer is lonely My first note is just all caps. Bass. <laughs> I've got, I've got uh, bass. I think you're misreading that. Read it again. Bass. Yes, there oh. we go. It's bass. Okay. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, bass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a jaunty little pop song. Yeah. Jaunty little number. With oh, good, it's great. With, with lovely bass. Yeah. Lovely I mean, bass. Yeah. That yeah. synth part. But yeah. also just like cool imagery, like it's all this religious kind of, obviously all good, goes, all good girls go to hell. There's the church bell at the beginning, mm. pearly gates, more like a picket fence, which is a very cool line. But then it's yeah. like about Peter, hell, burning, God, Lucifer, all that. And then like a jaunty. Yeah, it seems to be about like, uh, it seems to be a, a, a conversation between God and the devil uh, about how much humans have fucked up the world. And kind of uh, deals with like guilt and how nobody is innocent in that whole thing. Um, I am in a little in a little pop song. It's fucking yeah. great. It's obviously yeah. about climate change. It feels it's, it's going to be the the first time of two that he comes up here, but it feels very Father John Misty in the way that it uh, posits its theme. And I know that Phineas is a, is a big fan of, of Father John Misty. Oh, cool. But yeah, of course, the Purdy Gates and St. Peter and uh, lots of religious references. And then there's all the stuff about, you know, um, hills burn in California, my turn to ignore you. Don't say I didn't warn you. And then there's all the stuff about once the waters start to rise and heaven's out of sight. And then, of course, uh, your cover-up is caving in. Man is such a fool. Why are we saving him? Poisoning themselves now, begging for our help. Wow. Uh, yeah, there aren't loads of like huge pop artists tackling this stuff in such a blatant way yeah. or, or even really attempting to smuggle it into pop songs. Like As much as I you know, love uh, Taylor Swift... You know, she's not writing anything quite so nuanced about the state of uh, the world or, or climate change specifically. Um, and then put you in a religious metaphor. <laughs> isn't the pussy in wet-ass pussy wet because of melting ice caps, though? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's mm -hmm. one read of it, Lucas. Yeah, yeah. you could definitely mm -hmm. make a compelling argument mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. And I can't wait until we have an opportunity mm -hmm. for you to make that compelling argument. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Um, the, the like the cross references in this lyric are almost like I have a similar number of notes on this as I would uh, to a Manic song. Uh oh, here we Great. go. Great. No, no, no. Like the, no, no, go on line by line. One by one. It's what you did on the Holy Bible. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> but oh, it, it, it is close. Like all of the all of the 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 interweaving of religion and world and nature you know she almost personifies the earth at one point saying you know i'm not your friend without some greenery um i just it's very cool but to make it catchy as well because i do go around humming oh the good girls go to hell like it's just in my head a lot i think it's really i think it's really clever i think it's um uh i I think billy eilish is is very quickly becoming uh of uh, on on this podcast of of the artists we've covered so far, I think she might be my favourite songwriter. It's uh, this this album surprised me at the uh, intricacies and of, of obviously production, but some of the lyrics are so clever that I, you know, I'd hear and go, wait, what was that? So I'd have a look in, I go. Oh, cool! Like yeah. it, it's just chopped. Not that I just not that I just expected a teenage pop star to not be able to have the uh, talent to be able to do this. But it, I've, I've been surprised so far. It's been cool to kind well, of dig especially into Especially when you consider that only a, an EP ago, we were saying like, oh, yeah, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit well-worn territory. It's heartbreak and yeah. boyfriends mm. and love and that sort of thing. It's very much what you get expect to have a teenage girl. Well, exactly. This is exactly... next release is like much more nuanced. and Exactly. When you say there's a, there's a 17-year-old girl making pop music, I'm not expecting this. This is not what I'm expecting. Tree ties on the place of religion and guilt in the the aspect of climate change. Yeah. Not not expecting that. Good stuff. I just like the bass mostly. <laughs> I've got bass. No. So what, do you know what? And there's, there's the bit again. where it cuts well, <laughs> everything apart from the bass and it sounds lit. Yeah. So I don't um, like though. Uh, uh, the end? The, lo- the little outro at the end. Let's have a little listen. I mean, do you not like that? No, this is fucking great. But you can hear her doing the bass. That oh, bit. Okay. Going, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Huh? All right. Help. I cannot do this snowflake. There you go. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a word that from both sides has become pure cringe material. Unfortunate, isn't she's it? Yeah, that's the not that, what she, But she's not talking about that at all. No, I actually <laughs> looked it up on Genius Lyrics. I yeah. actually cheated, Adam. And it's, she was apparently cross-stitching a snowflake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> she literally saw it and she fucked up a line uh, and ad-libbed that and they left it in. And I think that's another example of... Of like, uh, oh, it's homemade. It's all a bit loose. It's all that, a bit, but also yeah. undercutting the darkness of something. Mm. Yeah, like the bit where she's yeah. hum along with the bass is is quite funny. <laughs> where she's going like, she's at the start a bad guy as well. She's she's actually singing the the little intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I mean the the thing where she's singing along, you can't hear depending on what device you're listening to it on. Anyway, I said this at the beginning of the season. Make sure you do at least one run through with decent headphones because well, there's lots and, of details hidden in there. Well, isn't and there? bear in mind, a lot of the audience won't be listening on those speak. They'll be listening on uh, AirPods and 
AirPods are pretty good now. Do AirPods yeah, not have like decent bass? Like when mine, I listen to this on laptop speakers, there were entire sections of the song missing. Yeah, but, but the <laughs> thing is, I, I, I intentionally didn't say laptop speakers because I don't think young people are listening to things on laptop speakers anymore. I've got no idea. I was horrified I don't to find think out because I uh, don't think they're sitting on laptops. I think oh, they use an iPad. Horrified to find out that most people just watch movies on their laptop now. Yeah, it really winds me up. Mm, weird. Fucking pieces of shit, honestly. Get rid of it. <laughs> people in general, all of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that that's what this song is positing. Yeah. Get rid of yeah. people. But yeah. Mm. But yeah. no, yeah, I heard that little, I cannot do this snowflake. And before I looked up the what the meaning, I just heard the word snowflake and just went, oh, God. I'm fucking sick <laughs> of hearing that word in any context from either side. Shut up. I mean, that makes you sound a, a bit like a bit of a snowflake. Bit of a snowflake, yeah. <laughs> um,. Wish you were gay. Baby, I don't feel so good. Six words you never understood. I'll never let you go. Five words you never say. I laugh alone like nothing's wrong. Four days has never felt so long. If three's a crowd and two was us, one slip. I just wanna make you feel okay But all you do is look the other way Mm. I can tell you how much I wish I didn't wanna stay As a song, it's fine, right? But the little touches and the the, the canned laughter, the sitcom ahs, things yes. like that, really add to it. Like I'm not going to get into the kind of content of the um, wish you were gay and the relationship side of it at the moment, but just off the bat, this became one of my favourite songs in it because I was like, I looked into the lyrics. You have this verse that counts down from 12 in a really clever way. I mean, so it goes, it goes, is there a 12 step just for you? Our conversation's all in blue. 11 haze, 10 fingers tearing out my hair, nine times you never made it there. But then it goes, I ate alone at seven. You were six minutes away. You know, she, yeah. gives, Steve, she gives up at six. She Steve, gives no, up no, six. Steve, the first verse goes from yeah. six to one. Goes six, Does five. it? Yeah, Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, I missed that. <laughs> it's clever. No, I like that oh, as well. Oh, cool. I liked it because it's logical. I can follow that. There's some good... Yeah, that makes oh, sense. Do you know? Do you know? I, I didn't notice that. What until like Which, to Adam, un, until un, Steve just said until it. just before we started recording, I was doing a last little sweep of notes and stuff. I didn't notice it until today. It's very yeah. interesting that especially yeah, you, Lucas, better at this than you. Oh, but especially yeah. you, Lucas, as not the lyrics guy. Mm. Uh, very interesting that you picked up on that. Uh, that little. Uh, I picked up on it when I read the lyrics. Okay, it's a very um, very clever device picked yeah. up on it i read it when i, read I it. Yeah, when, yeah. when i read it uh i, I was when reading i read it, it yeah. i noticed that there was a six and then a five and then a four and then a three and mm. then when a i looked at it i, mm. I saw it yeah, yeah. <laughs> which i like i liked that that was logic logical that's how i'd write lyrics i'd be like right let's come up with a let's come up with like a really like sensible structure here and just <laughs> It'd do be, you do a song with bullet points yeah oh, oh, okay. in the margin <laughs> I, I think all those details are really are really clever. Yeah, um, it's it's also the first, maybe the first song that uh, on the album that isn't strictly like. Uh, this is going to be wrong, but I was going to say it's not. It's the one that it's the first that's not 
more heavily influenced by electronic music. It's not the first acoustic guitar on the record, but it's the first acoustic-y sounding song. Um, right, yeah. and, and the opening few tracks that we've had before this definitely have a more sort of electronic, yeah, is, slightly yeah. more aggressive feel. This is acoustic guitar and piano, but then it is still quite like... It does dun, have the bass, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. It's very like... But I think this is the point a... where the album becomes a little bit more expansive in sort of tone and timbre. I know we, I know we like that. And, mm. and, and we kind of move into what I think is a, a more emotional second half of the album and this is kind of a halfway point it's not really but but it, it, we're sort of at that point where it's a, about an emotion but as i said earlier it's kind of a sideways look at it it's a bit of a humorous tongue-in-cheek sort of uh sort of look at it I, so it's it's about the feeling that uh rather than have someone reject her for a genuine you know dislike of her or anything she just wishes that that person was gay and had no interest in her from that perspective is that fine did that go down okay Uh, i believe so you'd have to dig pretty deep to find a problem with that mainly because it's just sort of it's her putting forward an opinion after the release of wish you were gay this line particularly inspired backlash especially from the lgbtq plus community Mm. okay i mean yeah i mean i I didn't i didn't i mean it's not necessarily for me focusing on the fact that it's wishing that person was had a different sexual orientation, although it does um, say that long one line in it, I think, doesn't it? But it does, um, yeah. To me, I thought it was her wanting to break up with someone else. I didn't see it the other way around. But um, and it would be much easier if if it, if that was totally out of her control. That's kind so of the be, same. It would be thing, much yeah. easier. Yeah. If I don't know, yeah, it could be another reason, but um, like the th- they died. The other thing, though, is is that like you know she might, you know, this might be a genuine thought she's had, or she might be playing a character. But I don't feel as though the song is telling me like, and that's an okay thing to think. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, in in the same way that in the first season that we did, Richie would write about the death penalty and stuff, and you were never quite sure what side of the argument he was coming down on. I think she's exploring yeah. an emotion. She's not necessarily saying this is how everybody should feel about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um. You know, I, I get less out of this song than I perhaps get out of others on the album. Um. There's there's one other that I that I would rank down towards the bottom. I think this is probably one of my least favorite on the uh, on the record. Uh. We said he was going to come up again. Um. We should uh. We should F-J-M. go to we should go to Father John Misty and his song uh, "Bored in the USA." Let's have a little listen to a clip from that. They gave me a useless education, a subprime loan, craftsman home, keep my prescriptions filled. There you go. That's a, a little production uh, sort of touch with with the canned laughter thing coming in there for for, for things that are very sad and, and then having and you the reminded uh, me of something. Yeah, then having the canned is that laughter. on pure comedy? That is on I Love You, Honey Bear, uh, okay. which came out in 2015. So it does it does predate. And of course, Phineas, fan of Father John Misty. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that's probably a little nod to Father John Misty. I think it works really well. It's the, uh, it's the first time I've ever heard a single second of Father John Misty's music. Interesting. Really? What, did, what did you make of that? It's fine. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, okay. um, so that's I, 20 <laughs> seconds you heard from yeah. the back end of one of his songs. You were like, I've made my mind up on Father John Misty. He <laughs> <laughs> did also kind of remind me of Inside the Bo Burnham, uh, by Bo Burnham when he 
he plays his candle after when he's sat there in his pants or whatever. Um, but then, you know, yep. he looks like Father John Misty. In that yep, and he plays That Funny Feeling, which is very much yeah. a Father John Misty song. Yeah. Uh, kind <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, when the party's over. Basically, uh, choral music, and it's basically very sad. Uh, It's Mm. it's basically one of the most beautiful things that I think we've covered. Oh wow! It gives me like Ocean Eyes Part Two energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very nice and pleasant. Uh, This song makes a lot of use of space around. Yeah, it really does. There's a a lot of just. empty space in 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 this song um and and you have those huge harmonies that sort of they surge and they disappear and they sometimes they disappear entirely sometimes they leave just like one voice singing and there's lots of those weird little uh counter melody synths going on in the background that sound like almost like approximations and then little odd sound effects uh it's just really subtle um I think it's really great. This is one of my favorite things on the record, I think. This one to me is the most like the most so far the most like some of the stuff of the EP. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bit for simple, sure. Simple 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 lines intertwining. Yeah, great. Um yeah. <laughs> and just sort of nice gentle, you know. Having yeah. said that, yeah. For me? Really? Yeah, I mean, it's nice. I'm not saying it's bad, but it doesn't really leave a mark i think i think it needs it it might require a certain setting i can't imagine that i would uh respond to it much driving around in my car i suppose i can't imagine i would respond to it much if i had it on while i was cooking or whatever but when i was sitting down with the album and the way i write my notes is i put the songs on repeat so i just listen to the same song again and again and again and again while I'm writing the notes having that that in my noise cancelling headphones and having just this song I got really uh, into my feelings (laughs) on on this one Uh, I just found it to be just one of the more beautiful things that I've ever heard her voice is her voice is sparkling incredible sparkling wine Uh, yeah it's great effervescent 
effervescent. Mm. Oh, lovely. And, she's, yeah. Yeah. and she, she, she can go quite high, can't she? She's she can go quite high, but she can also go quite, quite low, low as well. well. And I've yeah, also that. found, especially on this song, mm-hmm. she does all the bits in between. She can do notes. The thing is, she can do lots of different notes with her voice. She could do a high yeah. note, a low note, and some other notes in the middle of that. Indeed. All the notes. She could sing the word cabbage with all the notes that she could sing. Mm, that's a good yep. observation. Yeah. She, she can spell the word cabbage with the... With I, the I know I always go on about, uh, you know, like... Do you spell cabbage with a D? <laughs> C, no, C-A-B-B-A. You can spell that with the word, with the letters. Yeah. The, na- the notes. Oh, I see mm. what you're doing. I see what you've done. Yeah, and that's a great. That's another great. Uh, it's the longest word you can spell with the with the letters. What about ah? Yeah, but, yeah, but, do you, but do you spell cabbage with a D? Again, why it's do you, why does it matter the if there's notes. a D? It's just the that's notes. One of the no- It's just the notes, not all of the notes, because there's no F in there either. There's also no F in it, mate. Yeah, I spell cabbage with an F. There's there's no F I've in it. I've got bass written down. <laughs> I know I go on about like how much I love like clever references in lyrics and uh, lyrics that reach beyond the scope of their cage or whatever. Fuck you know. Um, Jesus that Christ, is a, that was a laboured <laughs> metaphor. But write it down though. New this song. is almost purely emotional, right? It's almost like collage lyrics that are specifically just to instill a feeling rather than rather than to tell a story or tackle a subject. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know the words to this song. Like, I couldn't couldn't sing you them mm. because of that. It's more about how they sound, right? It goes. That's how it goes, right? Yeah, mm. it does. That's what I um, hear. So, so I, I think some of the reasons that it sounds like things that are on the EP. And I think it sounds. Did, did one of you say it sounds a bit like Ocean Eyes, or would you compare Ocean it to Ocean Eyes? I, I, uh, yeah, Steve said that. Uh, yeah. It's it's one of two on this record, which is written solely by Phineas, which is the same okay. case for Ocean Eyes, uh, and was the same case for Watch. And he tends to trade in those less specific lyrics, right? Kind of more of a universal feeling to them. If you see what I mean. Well, this this well thing is this this one didn't this one didn't really register. It's got, I've got the least note. That's not true actually. But yeah, I've got again. It's just like it's perfectly nice. But no, I'm not having that. Uh, we're going to keep talking about it until you come round to my way of thinking. Okay, it's um, it's <laughs> one of it's, the most beautiful things you've ever heard. It's surely. not one of the most beautiful. I think it's the biggest banger I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's like yeah, we put this on in a rager. club. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For Can you sure. Imagine putting this on in a club <laughs> at midnight and New Year's. Um, I've written this down. I don't know if it's something that I've read somewhere or something that I've come up with myself. Uh, I've okay. just written sequel to party favor question mark. Is it because no, it's, it's a party's over? Is it because it's got the word party in the name? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. party, party favor is about if you're talking about lyrically party favor was about something very specific and you've like we've just said this isn't about anything specific but it's is very, is is this the person favor. who received the message oh. Oh. adam is adam is doing a thing mm? with mm? his face huh? i don't know it's, it's got a call me back uh bit in there um i'll oh. uh, call me back and i'll call you when the party's over is, is this the person whose birthday it is having their birthday party? Uh, <laughs> you know, they've received a message and they've 
they're saying they're saying that I'll call you when the party's one of my over. Birthdays once when Billie Eilish left me a message on my phone to break up with me. She's always leaving people messages. And then to I break wrote this. Oh wait, hang on. Are you finished? Uh, no. Oh, it's being coy. I think he might be Phineas. <laughs> I think he might be. Okay, well, well that'll unfold over the season. We'll see. Have if you ever any seen more. them both in a room at the same time? No, I haven't. That's the thing. That's the thing. I know. I definitely haven't because I've never even seen Phineas's face in any way, shape, or form. You have because I've sent you pictures of him. Have you? Yeah. 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 You sure? Yeah. 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 Did I? Did I actually click on them and look at them though? No, it's because you thought they were me. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I always avoid pictures of Steve. It's every possibility. <laughs> Great song. It's all right. Stop. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, did you like that? I mean, it's not yeah. really for this album, but, uh, you know, anyway, look, we've yeah. come to the end of what we can uh, stand of each other um, from, uh, from, from you, know, you know, for this episode. We're, we're going to take a little, a little break for a week and we're going to come back and we're going to do the rest of the track list uh, and a couple of the singles uh, all the way up to uh, No Time to Die next week. Does that sound all right, guys? Uh, yeah, what was the track we just did? Remind me. Uh, uh, I, what? Well, we just, just, just done it, so you must. Re- we just song, you must yeah, remember. What's the next song we're going to talk? Yeah, about? you want me to take a guess? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, I can uh, try. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but but the last song that we did here, and the songs before that, were, 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 that was music. I'm guessing. I'm assuming. You oh, agree that that oh, I tell you what. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas, you prepared to go on the record and say it was music? I'm prepared to go on the record to say... I, w- I would tell you the answer to that question, but I, I, if you could just tell me what song we just talked about again. You'll never guess who's bloody emailed in, guys. Oh, who's <gasps> bloody emailed? Is it Billy Eilish? It's only bloody Martin Giles. Oh, off of... I'm, I'm, I don't want to sound disappointed at Martin, but it's just... I was <laughs> you kind of thought it was Billie Eilish, right? Yeah, well, you know, maybe she'll email in at some point, uh, maybe with, you know, some kind of pun based on her name. Mm. Uh, Again? Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, you never know. Uh, hello, Adam, Steve and Lucas, says Martin Giles. I'm a new Mannix fan, having got into them early oh, cool. this year, and Muse was my second musical obsession after Gorillaz. I love the podcast, I love the discussions, the analysis, the constant drain-circling faff about nothing. All of it. Uh, but I want to talk about a few things that have stuck in, have stuck in my craw recently. Okay, he's got, some, he's got some issues with, with us, and we're going to hear about them. Um, I've, number one, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, what, that's the end of the email. That's yeah, it. Yeah. I'm number um, one. He says, okay. <laughs> and you're going to win. Yeah. I've struggled with mental health for years now. I'm a trainee counsellor on the autism spectrum and working through depression and lingering trauma from my teenage years. My experiences have damaged me so much that my therapist told me they felt like they were talking to a 60-year-old man, whereas actually I'm 23. It's hard going, but I'm slowly unlearning my shame about not being normal and taking ownership of the way my brain works. Doing my counselling course, making real friends and learning that, no, I don't lack empathy, actually, have all helped. But this podcast has had its own small role in it as well. Getting into the Manics was much less daunting for one thing. I don't think I'd have heard even half of their albums if I didn't have an episode about them waiting for me. I might not have even touched albums like Know Your Enemy, Futurology or The Holy Bible, let alone fallen in love with them. One day, 
I'll rope some friends into hearing them too. <laughs> uh, the past has never been safe harbour for me, and nostalgia is a privilege I rarely have, but the Muse season has reignited so many fond memories, even from some of the most isolating and difficult times of my life. Those albums were there for me when I was working a shit job I hated and felt like nobody would miss me. Hearing your discussions and learning the context has helped me appreciate the band intellectually as well as emotionally and carry the band into my adult life, even if the second law sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the three of you the three of you all fascinate me in your own ways too. You'll talk about Steve's love of nostalgia or Lucas's indifferent, uh, indifference to lyrics, and I'll sit there wrapped thinking, wow, that's not how my brain works at all. I'm also intrigued and perhaps a little tense when Adam brings up his work supporting autistic adults. Intrigued because I'm also helping others with their mental health while working on my own, and tense because neurotypical professionals so rarely seem to care what we think or see us as equals. Adam's been an angel so far, though. I'd love to hear more about his experiences, comfort and confidentiality accounted for, of course. That's the long and short of it. Sorry if I've gone all talking heads on you with this observational mm -hmm. stuff. Um Thank you for the email, Martin. Uh, there is lots of interesting stuff in there. I love that people are getting in touch with us to talk about their mental health and the ways that uh, music has uh, improved, helped, affected their mental health. It's all really interesting. It's very um, heartwarming to hear that some some people, when they're struggling, put the podcast on, um, mm. and 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 it helps in in some way. That's that's very um, 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 it's very life affirming uh, for me. Um, one slightly interesting thing uh, you uh, you talked about neurotypical professionals in regard uh, in, in regards to me, and I'm not uh, I'm not neurotypical. So uh, there you go. That's something else that will uh, that will interest you. You can uh, you can you can think about that because that might uh, give some sort of uh, answer to maybe how I view certain things in music. I guess mm. uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if it will make any difference. Uh, but I just wanted to wanted to point that out in, ca in case people had assumed. Lots of people assume that I'm neurotypical. Um, lots of people assume that I'm straight. Uh, a lot of assumptions <laughs> sort of made uh, about me, uh, which which are all very interesting uh, in, in in their own in their own right. Um, guys, is that the end? I think that's the end of the episode, and, and we'll come back to this uh, next week. I reckon. Uh, uh, thank you very much for listening both you guys to me mm. rambling on and you know giving you your this week's lecture uh, but also to the audience who, who have been who have been listening uh, our next episode we're going to we're going to continue on with uh, with when we all fall asleep where do we go uh, but until then let us know what you think of uh, the, the album as we've covered it so far and our opinions uh, right wrong uh, similar to yours dissimilar to yours you can find us on Twitter especially on that last track at what is music pod <laughs> Instagram at what is music pod TikTok at what is music and if you'd like to send something a little bit longer and like martin did i'll read it out on the show we'll give you some answers to some questions if you've got any questions email us what is music at gmail.com uh we also have a couple of ways that you can support us other than listening if you'd like to you know there's loads of ways you can support us rating us and you know spotify has just got a new rating system up if you want to rate us on there don't bother if you're not going to rate us five stars it's just embarrassing just uh you just don't, i don't think it actually even registers so just don't no, bother no, no. um you know uh subscribing to the podcast following us wherever it is that you listen to it it's super helpful if you want to chuck us like you know if you think this podcast for some reason is worth any money at all you can buy our merchandise if you go to what is music you'll find uh some stupid designs and also one cool one and there'll be some billy eilish uh, specific stuff up now um if you don't fancy the merchandise that's fine you can chuck us a couple of quid go to coffee.com which is ko-fi.com slash what is music pod all donations very gratefully received they go towards running this and occasionally we have like i guess it's a works due out 
isn't it? You know, like a, like a work uh, work night on the town or whatever. We should we should we haven't we, have, we should arrange another one. No, thank you. Like a, a work meeting out in a garden with wine and cheese. Yeah, it's like yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, and that's why obviously it's tax deductible mm-hmm. as well. That's why mm-hmm. we don't. Mm-hmm. That's why we obviously oh, came back. Oh, it's very tax deductible. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I love yeah. deducting it from the tax. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's it. That's the end of another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will leave you, you with just uh, our, a sign off. Our usual. What our I usual mean, or what I imagine by now is our usual sign off. How about? Yeah, what I imagine uh, is pretty much the standard uh, sign off we've done every time, which now. is yeah, when we all fall asleep. Now we're gonna go that's actually not okay great bye bye